You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 288. We got you, super soldiers. Welcome to episode 288 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am Aqualad. Oh? Yes, oh. we spent... Oh, oh dear. Sorry. Uh, are you okay? It's a squirrel attack. Squirrel attack. Squirrel early, attack. Yeah. early in the episode, kids. Not so no much an attack is just he jumped from the, my monitor to my shoulder without ah. realizing he was coming. Oh. <laughs> Goodness. All right. So yeah, we uh, we spent uh, a, a part of today at the uh, at, at the new aquarium in Toronto, and uh, and it was awesome. Awesome. I'm a I'm a huge aquarium fan anyway, but it was great going through it with the kids. Um, both of them loved it. Sarah slept through the first part of it, but uh, when she did awake, she really loved the uh, the, the the jellyfish because who wouldn't. Exactly. Who doesn't like jellyfish? Exactly. And Ella and I saw more sharks you can shake a stick at. Oh. And uh, were they named Bruce? <laughs> I think at least one of them was. Aye. Yes. You and, know who uh, really likes jellyfish? Peanut butter fish. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my. And um, yeah, so we uh, we did that today, and this was after yesterday taking Ella to a princess ball, where wherein she got to meet. Cinderella and Belle and Elsa from Frozen, as well as Ariel and Rapunzel. And I'm sure I've missed at least one. Well, I guess I can't let my kids hear this episode now. Oh, no. <laughs> spoiling his kids. They're, they're oh, going to expect my stuff. Goodness, it was crazy. So, and no snow? No snow white? No, no, and uh, wow, and, and yes, we uh, are sick to death of snow up here, dude. We don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. No snow, and so you, see, uh, you said that, and my the hackles went up. I'm like, hackles <laughs> went up. Well, you you start with me, and it's funny to say because like Ella always plays shy with people at first, oh. but the uh, and and uh, and then kind of warms up, but not the princesses. No, she was right in there. So it's the first one she actually gets to talk to is Elsa from Frozen. And she said, can you make some ice? And um, <laughs> like, like she had like serious questions for each of them. And, uh, and so she asked um, if she could make some ice. And she goes, well, you know, it's been a very long winter. And so I don't think people want me to make uh, ice. And, uh, you know, I think they want it to be summer. And so I was like, well, how do you make summer? And it was, and you could see her like, Ooh. ah and then she went into this whole p- being pure Ooh. of heart thing and ah. uh and uh and, ad-lib, ad-lib. yeah exactly <laughs> and that seemed to that seemed to satisfy her greatly mm. and so we uh we uh, when we finished with her we moved on to the next princess but but she had like you know tough questions for each of them and uh and as we were leaving uh on, on our way back to the hotel she's like uh-oh and i said what and she said I forgot. I was going to ask Ariel if Sleeping Beauty was her sister. Why? I have no idea. Just because she wanted to ask her something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It well, was, Ariel uh, has six other sisters. None of them are Aurora. So there you go. 
there tell, you tell her auntie darren said so i will i will let her know that so yeah so then <laughs> so then like i say woke up this morning went out for breakfast and uh, hit the aquarium and the aquarium was oh. awesome and we're all exhausted <laughs> it sounds like it was a full kid on weekend oh it really was it really was so oh. that's my week yeah i i feel for those ladies and and gents who play the disney characters because i was trapped in a room once with four of the princesses and one of them happened to be mulan and i think i heard the word honor about 85 times yeah <laughs> because that's all mulan is about is about honor and they give them very limited scripts yeah and they and you know these... and it it's it it drones in the back of their heads, I'm sure. Yeah, you oh, have I don't her. doubt it. And and you know, like the the aerial one, she she had that aerial voice down, and uh, and, and and you know, and it was the uh, like this the, just the talking voice. Yeah. And uh, and so so one of one of the kids had mentioned about the you know when she sees the sharks, and so of course Ella was telling me that today at the aquarium, she's like, when I was talking to Ariel yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess it was Ariel after the film was over because, you know, not during because she couldn't walk. Indeed. She couldn't talk, you know. Eh. Anywho, I am Darren Noel, and, and tonight um, I am a Captain Kid because I spent oh, two yeah. fabulous hours with Captain America this afternoon. And we'll talk about that later once everybody catches up because it is worth talking about, people. Thank cool. you. No spoilers. No spoilers. So. Interesting. Indeed. I am Scott Coles, and tonight <laughs> I am unconscious, lad. <laughs> Does seem that way, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. We'll we go need, we need we need the squirrel to keep you away. Keep attacking a squirrel. Keep attacking. He's, he's working on it. He's Is searching it? for something. Okay. He's looking for someone. Indeed. And Matt is off in deep space. Yes. Yeah, poor, poor Matt. He is uh, after his voice was stolen by Ursula the Sea Witch. <laughs> poor <Sweet>. unfortunate soul. <laughs> yes, one of my favorite Disney songs ever. <laughs> the great Pat Carroll singing that, folks. Know your history. Love it. Yes. So, we have no Legion news. Uh, no, not it's so much. It's beginning to feel like that's a broken record. Yeah. Because, you know, Teen Titans is getting a relaunch. Yay. But Legion, not so much. That's okay. It's almost as good, honestly. Yeah, yeah, really, it kind of yeah. is. So. <laughs> uh, sigh, sigh, sigh. So, anywho. Well, the first season of Young Justice is on Netflix, so hey. Huzzah. But That's only the good. first season. Only the first season, not the second season, which, yeah. you know, I, I like the second season just as much as I like the first one, so... Hopefully they'll get around to putting that on the Netflix soon. That seems to be those DC cartoons the way they go, though. Like the first season's good and all, but it's not until they get into that second season that they finally feel confident enough to start giving you all those little Easter eggs and, that's, and that's really they re bring, in, bring in the mythology into it. And, mm -hmm. and they get into crazy story. Yeah. 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 But yeah, but Young Justice did have some crazy mythology uh, in it. Yeah, like, it went into a lot of Red Tornado stuff, mm. which was kind of interesting, so... And yeah. not the way you would think it would. So, you know, that's because in, I don't it think tied Red Tornado, Tornado with is interesting at all. <laughs> it, well, it tied Red Tornado with Firebrand from the All-Star Squadron. And I was like, oh, wow, they pulled what? that out of their butt. Yeah, thank you. 
They pulled that one out of their butt. I'm like, Firebrand? Really? Okay. Like the lady so, with the... Yeah, the lady with the fire powers. Yep. Even so, pictured so her not outside even the their Rod headquarters. Riley. Wow. Not, not Rod Riley, no. Interesting. So, Y'all, I take it, have not seen it, so I won't... Red Tornado is, is a lady in a robot body? No. Like pants? No. <laughs> No, (laughs) he's a lady robot. There's a way back callback. Wow, way back. Not that unconscious, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah! Wow, nice, nicely done. Brian Nixon, tell us where that one's from. Yeah, good luck with that, Brian. Wow, (laughs) go go digging. (laughs) If the forums were up, you could search it, but. Yeah, they're gone. So I, I'm trying to remember what it was. Damn. It was some episode where Pants was talking about something and someone says, You mean a lady robot? No, no, it was where was Scott it? said said No, about that's because that's when the the CGS guys asked us to do that little yeah. promo for their show. Oh, and, that's and I was right. really drunk. <laughs> you well, when are you not, darling? No, I was really yeah. drunk. Oh, yeah. oh. More I so wasn't just, you know, guy. maintaining drunk. <laughs> going into the future when 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 we find out Pants is a robot, a lady <laughs> and a lady, bro. he's a lady robot. Yeah, except uh, what way more slurry. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's, what y'all don't know about Scott is that he's been drinking to keep ahead of the hangover, and you know, if he ever stops drinking, <laughs> man, it's going to be a bad. Like a shark. At least five years yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> just like a shark if I stop moving. <laughs> Stop That's moving. It. You'll stop breathing. That's See, it. It's it over. all comes together. Yeah, at the That's aquarium. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll be in the Ripley, Ripley thing soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> Will you now? Oh, my. And all. Rippling. All right. <laughs> Rippling. So. Oh my. Rippled for your pleasure. Hmm. Oh, hi. Right. What are we talking about? Oh, sorry. Yeah. All right. So, um... Take us into the issue that we're going to cover. I will today. take you into the issue. It is Superboy starring the Legion of Superheroes number 220. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, it is um, art by Mike Grill and Bob Wyasek. I think that's how I say his name. Wyacek. Wyacek. Thank yeah. you. And story by uh, Jay Hooter. So there you go. S. Hooter? S. S. Hooter. Yeah, S. Hooter. <laughs> I like that it's changed to J. Hooter now. Miss, Mr. Hooters. Yeah. Because he likes those, apparently. Mm. Well, <laughs> I got a cover he might... Mm, mm. I know. Mm. So on, on the I cover... we weren't getting into that. <laughs> no, no we're not getting into that. We're, hold on, hold on. Okay, I turned the podcast around. No, we're not getting into that at all. Sorry, no. Not going to occur at this juncture. So, so on the cover is a green-skinned alien looking very Star Trek-y sitting on a throne there with a cape that looks like he borrowed it from Monel. And uh, Superboy is taking an electric blast and a, a anti-energy blast from Lightning Lad and Wildfire. And the alien says, ha, ah, Superboy, I knew you would protect me from Legionnaires who dared attack. And, uh, Lone Star. Lone Star. <laughs> yes. Your helmet is as big as mine. Um, the story is the super soldiers of the Slave Maker. And super we get soldiers? Super soldiers. What? What yeah, the it's Captain, a Captain America tie-in. Woohoo! Oh, and cool. um, the backup is Dream Girl's Living Nightmare. So we have two stories tonight. Ooh. Damn. Prepare your drinks now for when Dream Girl says that all of her dreams predict the future. And you know that's no. true. 
because that's going to happen. Okay, I've not even read this story in ages, but I know that's going to be back there somewhere. Someone's going to say it. I, I have a feeling it'll be Dream Girl. So uh, we open up, and we are in this throne room of the green guy. And for some reason, Lightning Lad is miscolored in this as green as well. So I think the colorist just went a little too happy with the Crayola there. Um, <laughs> one of the uh, one of the uh, servant alien guys is coming up to uh, the throne and says, But your majesty, you must listen to my urgent warning. Silence! And uh, Superboy gives him the Superboy bitch slap trademarked way back when. Damn. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> you hear the man? This will shut you up. Superboy's pimp hand is strong. Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing the pimping. It's true. And and the alien says, I, I see you learned quickly to be on my side, Superboy. You know what these aliens remind me of? They remind me of the green aliens from Simpsons. Oh, yes. Kodo yes. and... Uh, yeah, yeah, those guys. The ones who are like, and I will destroy you, or Futurama, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's... Uh, pl- we have mostly sunny skies and a chance of destruction! Um... And uh, he was a wily and wicked warlord, this Tharg, with two Gs, T-H-A-R-G-G. A despot backed by mammoth armies, a tyrant of such menacing magnitude that he could enslave an entire planet as well as ensnare six of the mightiest legionnaires. Helpless pawns, they found themselves forced to serve him as the super soldiers of the slave maker. Previously... You know, as the story always does, it opens on a scene in the story, and then we go back to find out how we got here. Um, A stark, brilliant blue-white sun rises over Gondra, the capital city of planet Mergador. Once long ago, each day brought more progress and prosperity to this world. Now dawn brings only a change of shifts in the mines. And we see Shaft 107 there being staffed. Damn Uh straight. Um, being staffed by people. Once the people of this world were free and the mines gave them wealth. Now they are slaves and the mines only give them sorrow. Uh, schools and playgrounds are empty now for even the children must work. There is no joy here, but there is hope. And two of the mine workers uh, look up. Polar, look, a ship headed this way. It's landing in the square. They, they've arrived. Elgor, get the others quickly. Our group must reach them first. Soon in the central square. So this is Mergador, huh? And it uh, looks like we have Monel, Ultra Boy, Wildfire, Superboy, Phantom Girl, and Element Lad, and someone else up there, but I can't quite tell who it is from the coloring. Um, yeah, the supposedly enslaved planet, but I don't see any occupied armies or guards or weapons. It, it, it looks it's, like a it's Lightning Lad. Is it Lightning Lad? Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense from the cover, doesn't it? Yeah. Duh. Um, <laughs> looks <laughs> duh. looks like a false alarm. We ought to question the friendly natives until we find the Joker and whap. Um, Someone hits wildfire over the the head with a brick. Hey, if I had a head, that would have hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he turns around. We see see a mob coming. Legion, go home. And Ultra says, Tenya, get behind me. Oh, I'll be okay, Joe. (laughs) You know me. I'm just going to turn intangible and... Go to another dimension and pretend I'm not leader. Yay. Um, bitter. Yes, I am. Uh, Wildfire says, how about that? The locals are so glad to see us. They're throwing a riot in our honor. <laughs> I don't think uh, Wildfire's with the program. But these guys are charging. And um, the guy uh, attempts to hit uh, Phantom Girl with one of his weapons or one of his tools. My Tronga went right through. She isn't solid. And Ultra Boy comes up and says, but my fist is punk. 
And Phantom <laughs> Girl is safe in phantom form. You boy, get up with front with soups and me to shield the others. Um, yeah, stop protecting your girlfriend. Protect Lightning Lad. He's fragile. Um, hey, Leonard Man, are we going to stand here and take this? Or Lightning Lad, do something to quiet this mob. A little attention getter, huh? And we get a baroom. Close enough for me. Take a drink. Yeah. Ah, one dramatic thunderclap coming up. Good, that'll make them stop and listen. If you're ready to explain your hostility, we'll listen. And um, a woman comes up. I am Dinda, the leader here. We demand you leave our planet, but you asked us to come to help. Wrong, Legionnaire. It was Polar who summoned you. Fortunately, we intercepted him before he could feed you his group's dangerous lies. Polar would have us all destroyed. Better dead than slaves of the warlord of Tharg. Uh, Polar says, don't you think I hate enslavement as much as you? Don't you think I agonize watching my children waste away, toiling in the mines for a despot? But the Legion can't help us. No one can. You may already have doomed our whole world by calling them here. Every second they stay, the risk goes, grows greater. They must leave at once. Uh, it's kind of funny. This woman looks kind of like Granny Goodness on a good day. Yeah. In a way. A very um, good day for Granny a Goodness. A very, yeah. very good day. Uh, not till we get the details. Oh, very well then. Exposition. Uh, the largest planet that orbits our sun is Tharg, inhabited by an evil warlike race. They are our masters. In the hollow core of our world, they placed a bomb powerful enough to destroy Murgador and wipe out our two billion people. If we do not obey them, they will detonate the explosive. The bomb cannot be disarmed. Seismic sensors are set in the rock around the core to detect anyone tunneling toward it and trigger it before it can be reached. And Phantom Girl's like, maybe I can slip past those sensors. And if you fail, no, the risk is too great. If our masters learn you are here, they will punish us or destroy us. Please, you must leave. Now what, Monel? Back to our ship to rap, Superboy. Oh, they're going to rap. <laughs> they have a rap session. <laughs> yeah, boy. That was uh, pretty, pretty hip of, uh, of Monel. <laughs> I can, I can just see it. Pants and boots and pants and boots and pants and boots. I can just see Element Lad wearing the big uh, clock around his neck. <laughs> I, yeah, boy. I, said, I said clock. Uh, mm, did you? Yeah. you sure? It's got that arrow for a reason. Anyway, um, it'd be against our people's our principles to quit. Tinya says. <laughs> oh, nice. We've got to try to help. Yeah, and get them all killed in the process. Ultra Boy says. Oh, you two are as bad as Dinda and Polor. <laughs> Element Lad says, <laughs> trying to throw water on the heterosexual relationship. Good man. Good man. Um, <laughs> darling, don't you have any faith in me? Tinya says. Tinya, it's just, if anything ever happened to you, oh, what's the problem? Dinda's group is the majority, and they want us to butt out. Well, well, well fair way to go. I pity the fool gets involved in politics of his own, not his own world. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, except we're the Legion bonehead, and it's our duty to help the oppressed, oh, and they need help whether they want it or not. So you'd endanger two billion lives, right? We can't risk it for our own high ideals. Suppose we vote on, hey, Phantom Girl, wait. Guess what? She went immaterial and went through the ship. Oh, there we go. That's how Tinder yeah. rolls. Yeah. This is clearly, how Tinder rolls. Clearly she's bailed. I'm yeah. about to get my Legion rage on. This is how All right? Oh. Uh, she went right through the bottom of the ship and into the ground below us. She must be headed for the planet's core. It looks like Phantom Girl made our choice for us. There you go. That's what a leader does, kids. Let them all bicker. You make the decision, and you do it. What happened? Uh, anyway. Mm. Ready to blast off. 
Um, meanwhile, outside, oh, you win, Dinda. The Legionnaires are leaving. No, Paul, or I lose. We all lose. I saw Phantom Girl plunge into the ground a moment ago. Legionnaires must think she will be able to disarm the bomb, the fools. Have faith. They've done the impossible before. You trust in your faith, Paul, or I'm going to act to save ourselves. Dinda! And she stalks away. Dinda. Soon, countless miles away. Lightning lad, below us, Tharg, the slaver's world, lock the autopilot into a wide orbit. The ship will be safer while our flight rings take us to the surface. We're going to attack and keep them busy fighting us, and hopefully by Phantom Girl, the time to render the bomb useless. The whole surface is one big military installation. Tharg must, must have used the wealth extorted from Murgador to finance a force big enough to threaten this entire sector. Heavens to Murgador. Heavens uh-huh. to Murgador. Hmm. Exit. Stage left, even. <laughs> um, up ahead, the Central Citadel and missiles are firing on uh, the Legionnaires. No, nearly getting, yeah, nearly getting them. Uh, wildfires. Um, Warning shots. Treating the guys to a blast. Yuck, yuck, yuck. We're bom, being bom, attacked. Bom, bom. Notify the warlord. Prepare to fire. Gasps our tank. Um, converted to nitrogen, courtesy of Element Lad. Woohoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hey, hey, girl. Hey, 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 hey. Um, Hammer him, you boy. I'll cover you. Ultra Boy can only use one power at a time. Thanks, Lightning Lad. So he's vulnerable while he uses his super strength. Um, Head toward the Citadel slowly. Give Phantom Girl a chance. Please, give Phantom Girl a chance. Please, I I beg you. Please. (laughs) All we are saying is give Phantom Girl a chance. Holy Legionnaires, our king has ordered us to cease fighting. You mean we win? I doubt it, Ultra Boy. I think this means our troubles are just beginning. Soon in the Citadel's imposing throne room. Ooh. Look at that monitor screen behind him. It's the bomb! The fabled Legionnaires found out about my plans of conquest and came to defeat me, eh? Well, you will not, or all Margador will perish. Oh, I can't be good. Superboy, on the screen. Phantom Girl, and you see Phantom Girl... Uh, sweeping in towards the bomb. I hold in my hand this remote control switch. We've got to buy our time, keep him distracted. If he turns around and sees her, he may set it off before she's finished. Ah. The trigger to the bomb you see on the screen. Sire, a message from Dinda, the slave leader. How dare you interrupt me? Silence! Or I'll have you skewered. Oh, it's it's the V people. It's the lizard people from B. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. They did this stuff all the time. But Dinda warms that phantom g- smack, and that's where Ooh. Superboy smacks him. Now it makes ah. sense. And then now we pick up from the cover, kids. Superboy did that to shut the dude up because, well, he's about to blow Phantom Girl's plan. Meanwhile, the bomb is a sealed unit. The only way to reach its mechanism is to stick my immaterial hand inside. But I must solidify <laughs> my fingers to feel the, uh-oh, when I did that, I activated some kind of alarm. Maybe only a second left. Bzzzt. To grab the wires and pull before the big bang. So Phantom Girl can go immaterial and then rematerialize her hands through that. And I think this is where they establish that. That she doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be all immaterial at one time. Um, An intruder at the bombs. Superboy, jump him. Click too late, Murgador dies. Really? Phantom Girl can survive the world-shattering blast. The release of such overwhelming hyper-energy creates deadly shockwaves, even on non-solid astral planes. Ultra Boy Uh, uses it and said, You killed her! And he goes all over the the Murgadoid dude. How exactly is Superboy not fast enough to stop that dude? Um, I think Superboy was not paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) 
Way to drop the ball, Clark. He's Super like, boy. okay, so let's see. He's still thinking, you know, when Take- I get back, I've got to look for a cure for Monel so he can actually be here right now. <laughs> I was like, I, wow, I really takes Lana to the dude. chocolate shop. Uh, I should do that um, too. Uh, got to oh, help. Hope she Paul doesn't get disco- the crops in. Hope and she doesn't crypto- discover my secret identity. Yeah, crypto <laughs> needs a bath. And I really should go camping with Pete Ross again because I like that trip and I like stripping naked in the the moonlight and the lightning because that's fun. There's no chance he could ever find out who I am, so that's okay. None, no whatsoever. <laughs> easy, you boy, easy. Hey, my alar- my belt alarm is receiving a flight ring emergency signal. Could it be Superboy? Where are you going? To Murgador. All right. Exit stage left. Scant seconds later, uh, Superboy enters with Phantom Girl in tow. Bell bottoms and all. Darling, I thought I'd lost you. Murgador didn't explode? No, the monitor was on the same circuit as the bomb. When she pulled out the wires disarming the bomb, the screen blanked out simultaneously. Soon, back on Murgador, Dinda, we dismantled Tharg's military threat once again. You're free. After seven long, cruel years in slavery, Polar was right. It takes courage to be free. My humblest apologies and deepest thanks, Legionnaires. And the Legion flies off to go back home. The end. <laughs> Yep. Damn. And for our backup story, happiness <laughs> and slavery. Okay. Well, there might be some slavery in this too. You never know. All right. Um, the Legion cruiser LX-811 is en route to Earth from a mission in another galaxy with three Legionnaires aboard: Chameleon Boy, Brainiac Five, and Dream Girl. I wonder if they're on their way to see Universo. <laughs> Just a question. Um, <laughs> Navigating through the black void of limitless starry space when suddenly, stop the cruiser! Stop it once! We must go no further! Uh, the many and varied powers of the Legionnaires are inexhaustible, or are they? Can there be some forces in the universe even they dare not tamper with? Chameleon Boy finds out for himself when he tries to fight Dream Girl's living nightmare. Dun, dun, dun. Story by Carrie Bates, art by Mike Grell and Bob Wyasek, correct? Wyacek. Wyacek. It's a check. It's a Check, baby, sure. check, baby, check, check, check. So I need to go back into the cruiser and do some rapping. Don't Gee, I? We. All right. Dream Girl, you called out in your sleep. I'm awake now, and I know what I said, Brainiac 5. Cool up, lady. I'm putting on the retros. <laughs> Cam with the misogyny. Hello. Uh, yeah. we, we can consider ourselves stopped. Look at your business screen. We're almost within orbit of the planet Demros 2. Correct, but how could you know our position when you've been asleep for hours? Because Demros 2 was part of my dream. We know how serious that can be, Chameleon Boy. All right, Dream Girl, we're listening. I dreamt of Dr- Demros II's beloved leader, the Primor, on his way to deliver an important address to his people. But before he could start, out with it, Dream Girl, what did you see? Before you could utter a single word, I saw Primor killed by a lethal energy blast. Where? Who fired the shot? What did the assassin look like? I don't know. The instant the blast hit, I woke up. I could only get a glimpse of the murder weapon. It was unrecognizable, but all I remember about it was three circles. It doesn't really matter if that's what you dreamt. It's going to happen, and we can't stop it. it Hold on. We're getting there. (laughs) Are you space crazy? We've got to do something. Her dreams always come true, Chameleon Boy. That's why she's a legionnaire. Take a drink, kids. Always. We can't change what's destined to happen on Demros 2. Brainiac, your super brain makes me, makes you think like a computer. Maybe we were destined to choose a course that would take us past Demros 2 in time to prevent the murder. Let's get some info on this Primor. Responding, this is the computer talking, which is very Star Trek-y, isn't it? Yes, yes. 
Primord computer. Tell us about Primord. door in power since 2970, hailed by a populace as, of Demros II as their greatest leader, his humanitarian deeds known throughout the galaxy. You expect me to stand back and let a great man like that die? <laughs> it's the Wikipedia, apparently, entry because yes. it's very yep. short. Uh, take off your force field belt. Woo! Chameleon Boy, <laughs> getting rough. <Yeah. laughs> Chameleon Boy dons the belt and a, and a hand... Um, but not a legionnaire's hand, adjust the force field controls. Oh, he's changed into a picture of the Primor now. He's now the Primor. And Dreamgirl, by the way, is wearing tights in this um, backup story for some reason, where she's just miscolored on her legs, mm -hmm. the two, but it's kind of consistent, so I'm going to go with tights. Um, you use your unique power to transform yourself into an exact double of the Primor. You're going to Demros via flight ring to take his place. The fatal energy blast will, will harmlessly bounce off your protective force field. That's what you envision, Dream Girl. This sensor scanner will pinpoint where the Primor is delivering his address. Wish me luck. You'll need more than that, cheat fate. Wow, Brainy. Pep talk. Wow. Yeah. Uh, soon in the 30th century studio on Demros 2. Another moment, Excellency, and you can begin. Very well, but be quick. I have an important announcement. But nearby, let me go. I must take the Primor's place. I am a legionnaire. Dressed as Primor Gordor? Something sinister about this. Oh, no, I beg you to let me go. Now I understand the dream. She said there were three circles on the murder weapon. It's the camera. Excellency, I have you in focus now. You can begin your end. And the bolt fires and hits the Primor. You stupid, you stupid meddling fools, see what you let happen? Great stars, this isn't the face of the Primor. No, it is that of a ruthless dictator who proclaimed himself the new Primor after locking me away. Here comes the real Primor oh. down the hall. yet? But some loyal citizens freed me, and one of them sent that despot to his just reward. Now, may I ask who you are? Chameleon Boy, Excellency, I impersonated you to save your life, but destiny already chose its victim. Brainiac was right. There are some forces in the universe not even a legionnaire should tamper with. But I'm glad this time fate decreed a happy ending. There you go, kids. I always like it when fate decrees me a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Fate's not so kind. Mm. It's true. So that's that's our Legion story. Yeah. I know it's brief, but, you know, it's fun. But guess what we have next week, kids? Buh. Grimbor. Oh, See, I thought that was oh. this week. Uh, Rimbor's next week. I'm gonna have to. Uh, yes. I'm gonna have to get all lathered up for that one. So, oh my! i my harness and get into character. Indeed, all right. I'll give you. Thanks. That's that's a visual for your Monday mornings, isn't it, kids? Have have a good one with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Feel free to go to the bathroom and vomit at your uh, leisure. There you go. All right. So let's uh, just take a look. See at. Do we have feedback? Do we have an email to do? We do. You know what we. <laughs> And it seems like it's from forever ago. It, yeah. Because it is. It is. I know. It but, was from the night of a thousand re-records. That's right. That's right. So so I do want to uh, to cover that one. And uh, and so, Kirk, I apologize for this taking us for, like, ever. But... Like, really forever. It, it blew us up, so we feared it. So, <laughs> um, so this goes way back. He sent this uh, way back when we did the Superboy 202. So that tells you how, just how, how long ago we're talking here. Yeah. Um, so uh, what he said was, was talk, he talks a bit about how finding Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes 202 on the shelf is one of his fondest comic-related memories. 
says, I didn't really have a a favorite comic book when I first started reading comics, but after reading Superboy 197, this series became my favorite. And then to see a special 100-page edition on the rack, it just didn't get any better. This issue continues to hold a special place in my heart as my second favorite Legion comic book, or my second favorite comic book of all time. Not just for the Bates Cockrum stories, but also for the lore of the Legion feature and the classic super stalag of outer space. Mm -hmm. Uh, That story in particular taught me the perils of being an overeater. Poor weight wizard. Um, Oh, yeah. By the way, first place goes to X Men 100, a masterpiece of illustration and storytelling by none other than Mr. Cockrum. With that being the case, and this being Cockrum's final issue as Legion artist, I had to follow up your recent discussion with a few comments and insights. And he says, he says few in quotes. Um, <laughs> so first off is the new Light Lass outfit. This design was actually uh, submitted by Lena Strickland, well-known uh, letters page correspondent whose full name is is Carolyn Strickland. Ah, uh, Strickland probably design- might have been her. Yeah, Strickland designed an outfit that would complement uh, Light Lass's twin brother, Lightning. Uh, Dave Cockrum liked her design and made some minor tweaks. He made a note that would credit the designer, but it never got printed, probably because Dave had left DC before the book was published. Uh, uh, he says, I believe that Mike Grell followed the design very fairly closely, but Latter-day artists streamlined the design a great deal. Um, and a more detailed version of the story can be found at Strickland's homepage, and that is uh, carolastrickland.com slash comics slash um, Element Lad's out, new outfit also debuted in this issue, and um, it and Light Lass's new outfit would remain through would remain through the Great Darkness Saga. Giffen introduced the magenta outfit in the early '80s, and uh, he includes an image that shows both, and uh, you can see that the structure of the two was pretty mm-hmm. similar, except the arrow got replaced with the interlac E. Yeah, he got that outfit in 301 and of course light lass stopped wearing her costume after she quit the legion right so exactly and uh says i previously mentioned the colossal boy's new outfit was originally designed for ultra boy by cockrum i forgot to mention that the belt was inspired by the belt dynamo wore in thunder agents wally Mm. wood was of course a huge influence on uh, cockrum's art especially his use of shadows and his design of machinery you know, that, that actually makes sense because Colossal Boy is wearing this stylized eagle in this era. And, yes. you know, the Ultra Boy green dragon thing, which was never really well defined back in this era. Yeah. This actually makes some sense that they would try to make that symbol into something recognizable. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Because for the longest time, I was like, why is Ultra Boy wearing a T? Yeah, exactly. A- a- and then, you know, I just realized he was kind of stupid so oh hi josh how are you i'm kidding uh he says Devilfish <laughs> did did make one more appearance after superboy 202 but not until 2000 and with a new legion he had an unnamed appearance in the teen titans uh legion crossover universe ablaze issue number two mm. uh in which an alarm interrupts a training session between karate kid and monel and the legionnaires learn that the titans stole a legion cruiser investigating they find saturn girl catatonic as she mentally fights universo mm-hmm. he nearly kills her but apparition saves her life saturn girl then reveals that universo is actually her cousin sarman ardeen a powerful mutant telepath the legion splits into teams to stop the titans under universal's control under the pacific atop mount washington and in metropolis but each group fails mm-hmm. the fourth group goes to titan only to find it completely controlled by universo and brother blood what 
uh, Arjun and what? Cosmic Boy were lost under the Pacific, but were rescued by, de- by the Devilfish. And Saturn Girl kidnapped Starfire from Titan, only to be caught in a ship, or by a ship, controlled by Starfire's sister, Blackfire. Ah. Devilfish yeah. was actually based on a character created by Dave for Marvel. He had submitted designs for a character named Manphibian to both co- companies. Manphibian. Because <laughs> Aquaman wasn't lame enough. There you go. Uh, Marvel Wolfman wrote a story for Monsters Unleashed that Dave illustrated. When Dave learned that Carrie Bates had also written a story featuring that character, he had to redesign and rename the character. Details and some excellent black, uh, black and white pages of the Manphibian story can be found. There's a link. I'll, I'll post this to to the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, Cockrum did not actually create new illustrations for the lore of the Legion features. Those had been created as a reference for himself and Legion colorists. Ah. Mike, Mike Grell commented that they became invaluable to him as a new artist, and DC obviously had space to fill. The result was a mini who's who in the Legion. As a fairly new reader, I found the feature very informative and fun. In one of Dave's last interviews, he was joined by Mike Grell, and this was in back issue 14. Uh, they did, it was one of the pro-to-pro interviews. And it featured a great uh, Legion cover by Grell that was actually an homage to Gil Kane, who was another Cockrum influence. He says, I, I don't have the issue handy, but I believe that Grell and Cockrum did not meet at the time of Dave's departure and Mike's arrival. They did, however, meet many years later. Dave was asked to comment on Grell's inks for Lost a Million Miles from Home. He said, and I paraphrase, that the overall effort was good, but there were some areas where he would have approached it differently. At the time, I think... Um, Grell was actually a much better inker than illustrator. I'll reserve additional comments on Mike Grell for future correspondence, but it wasn't until the 80s that I really became to admire him as an artist. My enjoyment of Superboy 202 would have no doubt been lessened if I had known what was in store for issue 203, and even more so had I known that my mother would soon discard all of my Superboy issues, though she didn't admit it at the time. Oh, busted. I still have my original issue of Superboy 203, but anything prior to that had to be replaced many years later from backstock. It was impossible impossible to locate the Cockrum issues from mail-order dealers in the 70s. Uh, Legion continued to be my favorite series for a year or so, but it was never the same after Cockrum left until the Levitz-Giffen run. Uh, A couple of years after Cockrum had departed DC, I saw uh, an ad for Amazing World of DC Comics number 9 with new Cockrum art. Thankfully, I ordered that issue almost immediately because it became the first issue of the publication to sell out. The cover was the illustration from the ad, the one that David uh, completed while still employed at DC. I don't know if he did it for kicks or if it may have been intended to be included in the Timberwolf solo story that he was developing back then. Uh, Either way, it was a nice piece of art to hold me over for another year until... Ta-ta-ta! I started reading Marvel Comics in late 75. Um, I had a passing interest in the X-Men, having only read a friend's issue from the reprint era. I recall actually seeing X-Men 94 on the racks in a department store and being attracted to the artwork. It was with Gil Kane pencils and Cockrum inks. But ultimately decided to leave the issue on the rack. Stupid. Oh, well, it happens. Yep, exactly. We've all been there. We've all done that. He says, fortunately, I read that Dave was working on X-Men around issue 100 and managed to get on board for that story where the new team fought duplicates of the original team. I was immediately enamored by both Havoc and Polaris, who was uh, just referred to as Lorna Dane in that story. And he said, I didn't realize why at the time, but it was due to their similarity to two villains that uh, Cockrum illustrated in his Legion stories. And that would be Molecular Master and Emerald Empress. 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Especially the uh, the uh, Polaris's more. Didn't she have a headdress at some point yes, that she, she wore? Did. Yeah, that one, that outfit. In, totally. And that was in that particular story. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, he said, looking back, I guess the Cockrum was very inspired by Neil Adams' Havoc design and power set when he created the Molecular Master. Um, he says, I never did get that issue of X-Men 94. My 1975 uh, X-Men collection starts with issue 96, but I now own all of those stories in collected editions. And if you page through the story from Giant Size X-Men number one, you'll find a cameo by one of my and Cockrum's favorite Legionnaires, Phantom Girl. It says, I believe that Cockrum is seated next to Sean Cassidy and that Lem Ween is seated in front of Tinya. So if you, if you check out that issue, there's a bit where um, Professor X is going around and he's, he's recruiting the new members uh, mm -hmm. of the team. And he appears to them as sort of an, an astral projection. And, um, and of course, and, and this is kind of funny because he finds Sean Cassidy at the Grand Old Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, of course. Where That's else right. would you find and, him? Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> you know, it's Begorat, is Professor X himself now. And he says, Banshee, I must talk with you. And you look and you see right next to him, as, as he says, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, Dave Cockrum and, uh, and Len Wein sitting in front of, in front of a pigtailed girl who is clearly... Phantom Girl. I, I, I have a confession to say. When, when you said Sean Cassidy, I wasn't thinking Banshee at all. I, I, I was thinking Sean Cassidy of the Do Run Run fame. Yeah, yeah, the Hardy Boys. I know. I'm sorry. I was just... <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I'm, I'm going to sit here and be quiet. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, to my knowledge, after leaving D.C., um... um was it... Uh, uh, Dave only worked on the Legion by illustrating... Uh, the cover to Legion of Superheroes 275, and that is the issue uh, with these with uh, um, Ultra Boy uh, kneeling on the floor, being uh, being sort of tugged at on either arm by Tinya and one of the space and pirates. space pirate woman. Yeah, and of course it's the um, the story where uh, where uh, Tyrock gets killed uh, in Legion 300. You know, with the, with the adult Legion. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. And he didn't even say anything in that issue. I went back and looked. Tyrock says nothing. He says, I... Well, yeah, he, he has a death cry. That's yeah, it. that's about it. Which I would imagine Tyrock's death cry is going to do something. Yeah. Uh, you would think, but no. No such luck. So. Yeah, and, well. uh, and there's actually an issue of Tales of the Legion that uh, he, he drew the cover for, and that was um, issue 343. Um, where he, um, it's the death and rebirth of Wildfire. Um, so he says, while I don't think his 80s work was as strong as his 70s work, he was still making worthy contributions to the industry with a second run on X-Men and his creator-owned work on the Futurians, first for Marvel and then for Deluxe Comics. Obviously, his work had a major impact on me, and I probably wouldn't be listening to your podcast had he not made me a Legion fanatic way back when. Rest in peace, Dave Cockrum. Thanks for another Indeed. great episode, and long live the Legion. Woo! Kirk, yeah, thank, I'm sorry thank you for so your to, patience. To, yeah. yeah, sorry it took so long to get to that, but we were afraid. <laughs> we were afraid because uh, because you know that that uh, that issue had, or uh, re doing that in the past had um, it caused some flubs. It yeah. caused some flub ups. Yeah. So uh, so there we go. Better late than never, as they say. Indeed. Indeed. Um. 
think I'm, I think I may have done this one already, but just in case. All right. Um, from Mark Sweeney, he says, I was thirstily reading through World's Finest 250 uh, from May 78. When I, when I came across the first attached uh, panel, it says, I was about to raise glass to mouth when I noticed that the sound effect was actually Night Girl's Homeworld spelled correctly. I was shocked and parched. <laughs> yes. I've never seen this before. Has anyone else? Don't it's let always... that stop you. Don't yeah, let no, that stop exactly. you. Exactly. He says, it's always yeah. been a given that explosion equals drink. Yes. Anyway, I had to wait five more pages to take that drink, so it was all good. And so, yeah, it's uh, Batman standing on, on, on a rooftop, and uh, there's an explosion nearby, and it does literally go, Cthune. And, <laughs> uh, and then on the next one, it is it is um, Superman is in place for a Cthume. So, uh, so, yes, he said... Uh, um, an earth-shattering Cthume. Yes, indeed, indeed. So this would... <laughs> He says, uh, looking forward to the next episode. Congrats on getting it uploaded. This must have been around when stuff blew up on us. So, yeah, probably. There we go. And we had to vent about that, folks, because it was a long night. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Wow. And we already read his one on Death of Supergirl. And I, I, I think. Oh, think wait. I was going to say, I think we're caught up, but there's a few, a uh, few quick things. Um, first, uh, from, from Chris Brown, um, for episode 284, Charge of the Doomed Legionnaires, he says, Scott, can you point at the place on the doll where the squirrel touched you? <laughs> All over. It would be easier to find the places the squirrel has not touched not me. touched you, yeah. True. yeah. Um, really, you just have to look for the spots that don't have scratches all over them. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, and I know we have... One. You had scritches. This one from. Hang on. All right. Yes. One more. And this one's very important. Yes. Ooh. It is from Alex Sarah. Oh, Alex guy? Sarah. Yes. And he says. I haven't seen him in a month of Sundays. Uh oh. Post. Yes, he says, I am so looking forward to receiving a bacon, pecan, and pistachio pie in the mail. <laughs> there is one being sent to me, right? Right? Nope, you have to come to Fan Expo for it, Alex. Oh, wow. <laughs> Gotta come and get it. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot, Alex. Come on. There we go. So I think that catches us up on feedback. That sounds wonderful. Although, you know what? While we're talking about feedback, um, if you want to, go out to iTunes, leave us some, oh, some yes. feedback. We haven't talked about that in a while, so. Oh, yeah. That would be wonderful if y'all would what? go out there people and still leave. do that? Well, last time we talked about it, I think people did. So hmm. I thought I'd talk about it again since it's been a year. So, you know, give or take. Go out there to your iTunes, leave us a review, a rating, whatever. It'd be nice. So. So there we go. Yep. And hopefully Maddie will be back next week. Yeah. Hopefully his, hopefully his voice is back from infectious last land. So. Whatever's <laughs> so, going yeah, on there. Yeah, because because uh, he's gonna want to be here for. Uh, Grimbor. Grimbor. Because if he's not here, he'll be tied up somewhere. I guarantee it. Until then, I'm just going to check out the uh, Karate Kid versus Squirrel Girl picture that Travis Ellison oh, put up on the Facebook cool? page. Isn't yeah. that awesome? Yeah, it's very cool. That's a very cool series he's got going <laughs> on Karate Kid versus everybody. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's pretty amazing, uh, with, without a doubt. And um, and and that one, I believe... It's fantastic. Eric Coda. I don't know who he is, but 
It's really good. It's, yeah, it's, it's line work is things. awesome. And that's easy for you to find at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. It's really, really very cool. And he's and he's got, yeah, he's got a ton of them. I mean, um, I just want to pull up the. Uh, Basically, anybody you think can think of, he's probably had Karate Kid fight them at one point or another. Yeah, yeah like, like yeah. he's, you know, in in this uh, thing, like the, the you know, in, in his gallery and, and there's a link to his gallery. He's got, uh, for example, um, Karate Kid versus Spider-Man by Pat Olaf. He's got uh, Karate Kid versus the Sons of the Tiger by Brendan and Brian Frame. And um, he's also got, go to the one right after um, the Squirrel Girl one. Um, oh, and he says here that Eric hasn't done a lot of comics work at this point, and that's a shame. His art's amazing after seeing some of the... Yeah, so so he, he gives you some information about the artist. Uh, he's got Karate Kid versus Superboy by Francis Manipal. And mm-hmm. um, Karate Kid versus Superman by Derek Donovan. Just a ton of them. Karate Atomic Kid, Robo, the Badger. Karate Kid versus Taskmaster. Oh, nice. Versus be a, Taskmaster. That would be a good um, battle yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. Um you know, versus the thing, um, versus Thor, Batwoman. Yeah, you got to check this stuff out. It's it's awesome, and um, yeah, yeah, just just all sorts of ooh, versus Thundra by Carlos Pacheco. Ooh, nice. Oh yeah, that's 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 good. <laughs> that's some good Pacheco. <laughs> that just sounds dirty. I know it's not meant that way, but it just sounds dirty. Yeah, you know. Some good Big Barda. So, Bronze yeah. Tiger by Isherwood. Nice. So head over to our Facebook page and you can uh, um, you can check, check it out, out all that there. good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's and and it's and it's all really good stuff. Oh, Mm. Mike, Mike Ruth's version of Karate Kid versus the champion of the universe. <laughs> uh, I love the champion of the universe, the man. Champion. That dude's awesome. My friend. That's probably the reason I have like four copies of the Marvel 2-in-1 annual with yeah. <laughs> where the champion of the universe comes down and tr- tries and, to and, and you have your giant size man thing out when you're reading it, right? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Oh my, that's as good a time as any for. Let's wrap this up. Uh, comments, <laughs> comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which, as I said, can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, that is legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble and we get our super soldier butts back to the 21st century. El Hydra. And we'll see you all next week. Flurp, flurp, flurpy derp.